Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell and I'm joined by Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Hey, Jenna, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Andy? I'm doing great. Well, last week, Excellent. we got all the info, not all of it, but a great deal of info about student loans. What is the important money topic on the agenda for today's show? Yeah, so uh, we're still talking to young adults today, um, but we're kind of talking more about the basics of some just basic financial information that really every young adult and even old adults really need to know, but a lot of times many don't until they have to learn the hard way about it. Sure. So, you know, I mean, I, we've talked about this before too, you know, unless you were really fortunate to have parents who were able and willing to teach you about the importance of money management from a young age, or maybe you were able to take some type of personal finance related courses in high school or college, or maybe you were able to find some information on your own. Um, there's a really good chance that you don't know all the information that we're going to be talking about today. You may why. not have a clue. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, luckily, though, money management is not like a difficult or really even that complicated of a topic, even though it can really seem that way sometimes just because it feels like such an unknown because nobody's ever talked to you about it. But sure. you really do not have to become some kind of personal finance guru in like all aspects of money to be able to make good money moves for yourself. Um, really, it just comes down to learning some some basic personal finance principles and, and kind of using those to help put you in a better financial position overall. That's great. This is what we often talk about, right? Financial literacy. Exactly. So let's get started. What money tips do you have yeah. for these young adults and others? Yeah. Um, well, first, I want to make sure we talk about debt and credit, right? This is the topic that gets people into the most trouble when they don't understand it. So my first tip would be avoid any unnecessary debt. Right. There's the likelihood that you'll get through any portion of your adult life without having to take on some kind of debt is minimal. Um, so really just make sure that the debt you do take on is necessary debt and helpful debt and not unnecessary debt that's going to further burden you. Right. So, I mean, that's really one of the biggest mistakes most young people make. Right. They fall into the trap of signing up for all these credit cards right. that they receive, you know, especially once you start college or around that age, you hit 18 and you are immediately inundated with credit card offers. And being a young adult, you're, the likelihood that you're going to understand what it is they're offering you or even how to responsibly use one because you've never had the opportunity to do so is going to be pretty small. So it's really easy to go, oh, look at this great offer. You know, you have a basic understanding of interest rates. So, you know, 0% is probably good. Let's take out that one. Oh, and then this other offer came in and I get cash back with this. Well, I like cash, so I'll sign up for that. So you just have to kind of slow down and really pay attention to what you need. Right. And, you know, that even those store credit cards get people into a lot of trouble sometimes. Oh, well, you're going to save 10 percent off on your purchase if you sign up today, which sounds like a really good idea at first when because you're getting that discount, which is immediate in a lot of cases. And who doesn't like instant gratification? 
But then you look at that interest rate on those cards, and it usually pretty far outweighs the discount that you're getting up front. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, having too many credit card lines opened at any one time tends to not be very helpful to your credit score and also creates far too many opportunities for excessive debt to build up because you're not able to manage that much debt appropriately. Um, so I think I think it is a mistake okay. almost everybody makes. Mm-hmm. I, if you don't, hey, hats mm-hmm. off to you. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but and that's why it's so important that to talk about it today because if you if I can even help one person avoid falling into this credit card debt trap, I will be happy. But um, you know, it's okay to have a credit card, maybe two, uh, as long as you can manage to pay it off in full each month to really avoid paying that interest or you're using it um, you know, periodically as needed, but you have a plan in place to pay it off. Credit cards are not inherently bad. What happens is people don't understand how to properly manage them and it gets them into trouble. Sure. It's a great tool so, is what it is. Yes, it's a tool um, that can come with some pretty heavy consequences oh, yeah. if you're not I careful. Think, I think I've told the story um, before of how I bought the tool set when I was 18 years old using my very first credit card and spent the next five years paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are not. you are not alone in that for sure. You know, and well, in this whole conversation of, you know, too many credit cards can affect your credit score. Well, tip number two, check your credit report. You know, I don't think as I, you know, I feel like I'm pretty financially savvy even as a young adult. However, I never, it never dawned on me to check my credit report when I was young. Grr. <laughs> Younger. I was going to say, you're so pretty really, dang I young. Would just say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, I was even younger once before. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, take time to check that credit report. Even when you're young, never just assume that you have good credit because you're making payments on time or because you don't have a bunch of debt accumulated yet, you know? And the, a key reason for this is because identity theft in this day and age is an even bigger problem than it ever has been, right? All of the online access that identity thieves have to your information, they can use it to do all kinds of things like take out loans, open credit cards, or create all kinds of other debt in your name without you even knowing it unless you check your credit report. Um, And not only that, but there can be a lot of inaccurate information that shows up um, on your credit report, like paid off debts that are showing up as still active or even duplicated information. Um, You know, I've had that happen before where I had the same loan showing up twice on my credit report and I was like, well, that ain't right. So there, and the, the nice thing is, is there is ways to have this information corrected. So it's really important that you, you pay attention to it because the information on your credit report is what is used to determine your credit score. Your credit score is what lenders use to determine your interest rates on future loans that you want to take out. So keeping that credit score high is what's going to allow you to get better rates on car loans, credit cards, personal loans, even a mortgage when it comes time for that. So a good credit score can really save you a lot of money in the long run. So you want to keep it high and you want to make sure that what's on your credit report is reflecting accurately so that you get that best credit score based on your history. Now we, 
I know I'm going through some of these topics really, really fast today, but we have a lot that I want to kind of throw in here. Um, We we talked about credit scores pretty extensively and how they work and what what makes them up back in episodes three through six. So if you want to take a deeper dive into this concept, go back and listen to those episodes because there's a lot of really good information from there. Yeah, the worst thing you could Um, do is uh, not check the score and then have the awful surprise when you do want to buy a home that you can't because of what happened to your score. Exactly. Exactly. So it's really important to stay on top of that. And there's so many tools out there now, too, that can help you keep track of your score um, month to month as well. So that, you know, you know, you don't have to check your credit report every month, but even just keeping it on your credit score, you know, for those, vol- you know, any weird volatility that comes in with that could be a flag that, hey, you better go check your credit report because something might not be right. So lots of opportunities to pay attention to that um, these days that are all digital. So um, and that really leads me to my third tip when we're talking about debt and credit, and that is make sure that you pay off your debts as quickly as possible. And this is important because I know how easy it is to see that minimum payment amount that you have to make on that credit card statement and think, well, that's all I have to make, so that's all I'm going to make because I want to use the rest of my paycheck for all these other things. But that's only hurting you in the long run, especially if you've already taken on too much unnecessary debts. And then again, that's going to negatively impact that credit score that we just talked about. So make sure you're paying those off as quickly as possible and not just doing the minimum payments. Um, You know, and there's tons and tons of different approaches to making this happen. Um, But the two that I kind of want to point out today that I think are tend to be the most helpful, especially if you do have a lot of the um, heavy debt burdens already, is focusing on paying off those high interest debts first because it's going to save you the most money in the long run to get those off your back. And by focusing on one debt at a time, it really helps you break down your debts into more manageable portions, which just makes it happen that much faster for you and can be really motivating. And the second one is debt consolidation, which we talked all about in episode seven through 10. But a seven, uh, you know, essentially what debt consolidation is, is that it's gonna simplify your debt payoff because what it does is it takes all of these outstanding credit cards and things from different um, you know, financial institutions or credit card providers and it combines them all into one single manageable payment. And oftentimes, tends to be a lower payment that helps you pay off those debts even faster. So that can be a really good option for people to consider as well. Right. And uh, as long as you have that debt and you're paying for it, the interest rates continue to accrue and the the cost of your purchase is Mm -hmm. going to grow far larger than you ever thought possible. We're talking about um, financial literacy today on Good Money Moves. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some tips for young adults as they start out and probably good information for everybody. Jenna Tobbles with us. We'll be back in just a moment on Newstalk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Today we're talking about some advice, tips, uh, strategies, whatever you want to call it for younger people um, as they're starting out. Financial literacy, I guess, is what we're talking about. And Jenna, um, we talked about some tips about debt and credit. How about mm-hmm. how about young adults and in dealing with day-to-day spending? 
Yeah. Um, well, I think, and you probably know what this tip is going to be. <laughs> it's create a budget. Create a budget. So <laughs> imagine that. Budgets are right. I know. Um, but seriously, though, budgets are so important. And this is, and it's because they really help to prevent overspending. And not just because you wrote some numbers on a paper, right? That, that in and of itself does not prevent the overspending, but it's the mindset that you put yourself in when you create that budget, because it gives you a framework to work within so that you already know how much money you have available to spend in these different categories um, of your spending. You know exactly how much of your paycheck is going to go towards your rent, exactly how much you can afford to put towards groceries and exactly how much you have left to spend on fun things, you know, so it's just very important for everyone to understand this. Um, and I also want to point out that when you take on budgeting for the first time, it's kind of a lot like dieting. There's all these different right types of diets out there. Um, and they're all also all kinds of different approaches to budgeting. You just have to figure out the strategy that works for you. And the best kind of budget is the one that you can stick to. So don't get frustrated if you try a strategy and it doesn't work for you, but it maybe worked for your friend over here. Keep trying. Find the one that works for you and works for your lifestyle and the way that you already manage your money so that you're not having to try to make these huge giant shifts yeah. in, in logic. Um, so there's lots of different ways to do it. Um, but if you really are struggling to stick to a budget, you know, a good way to force yourself to spend based on your income, because that's really what budgeting is, is a, is a framework to spend based on your income and not your credit card limits, like we talked about <laughs> earlier, is to use <laughs> is to use only cash for a while. Right. So spending based on your income doesn't just mean buying less stuff. It also can pertain to the types of products that you buy. And so when you have you have that, let's say you're going to the grocery store and you bring that your budgeted amount in cash with you, you are forced to stick to that budget. And it's going to force you to look at things differently, like the types of products you buy. So maybe you're you, you usually buy name brand products for most things at the grocery store but you realize now that you can't afford it. You're gonna have to come up with alternatives for some of those products. And maybe, sure. maybe the generic type, it may be that you forego something altogether, but you're sticking to that budget because you know, using that cash just forces you to make the choices and you kind of learn new spending habits in the process. So that's why I say that's a really good um, kind of way to get into budgeting and stick to your budget. Forced you don't discipline. Have to do it forever, but you know, forced discipline. Yes, that's that's a great way to put that. Um, as you know, I could talk about budgeting <laughs> for hours, <laughs> but we covered pretty extensively again in previous episodes how to get started with this and kind of the um, you know obstacles you might have to overcome. And we really talked through budgeting, um, the budgeting basics in details in episodes fifteen through eighteen. Um, but I cannot stress enough the importance of budgeting your money especially as a young adult when your money is probably pretty limited um it just makes life so much less stressful when you know where your money's going and why yes i can't Which, I wholeheartedly you know. agree with that <laughs> as you know <laughs> yes that's why we make such a great team Andy. there we go <laughs> uh 
Well, and you know, that kind of brings me to my, my second tip though. Part of budgeting is tracking your spending, which is tip number two, track your spending. So along with your budget, you want to get into the habit of knowing what your spending habits are. Um, you'll probably be really shocked at how much you spend on sustaining your current lifestyle, especially if you've are used to using credit cards to do that with. Um, and there are a ton of tools out there that can help you track your spending and really help you maintain your budget that you've set for yourself. I'm going to call out the free tool that First Alliance offers in our online and mobile banking app called My Money. Um, so this tool just connects all of your different accounts, checking accounts, savings accounts, credit cards, investment accounts, if you have them, your mortgage, you know, all of that stuff. It doesn't matter if it's with First Alliance or not. It pulls it all into one spot and helps you kind of categorize your purchases and displays all of your financial information in really simple and easy to understand, like charts and graphs to help you really get a feel for where you're spending your money and how you can cut back and just kind of track all of that all together and keep you on budget. So it's a really useful tool. It is super slick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I play around with it all the time. <laughs> oh, I mean, it takes away um, the stuff that's a real headache as far as the budgeting yeah. process and does it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does all the math for you, which is the part that nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it does the math. <laughs> So the other tip that I would say, and again, this goes along with tracking your spending and, and, and budgeting, you need to learn how to be a smart consumer. And this means a lot of different things. So it means that you need to learn how to shop for a value. Saving money doesn't automatically mean that you have to buy the lower end products about with everything. Sometimes, um, you know, you have to think about the value you'll get from the item over time and how that's going to save you money, right? So for instance, if you need to go buy a new laptop for school, buying the $200 model might seem like a really good way to save some money up front. However, you have to think about the long-term value of that product. Lower end laptops usually don't last as long and they may not have the features that you need or the processing power to do certain things. So you'll probably need to replace it a lot sooner than if you had purchased a slightly more higher end laptop that's maybe built to last a little longer and maybe has some of those features that are more beneficial to you. Um, that also doesn't mean that you should go out and buy the highest price laptop either. <laughs> it's all about balancing price and long-term value and making sure that you get something that's going to actually suit your needs without being over the top. Um, and so another piece of being a smart consumer is get the right insurance. And this isn't something we've talked extensively no, about on this show before, but as a young person, um, insurance can sometimes be a, a afterthought but it's also one of the first kind of adult things that a lot of 20-somethings have to do, right? Whether it's having to find health insurance because you're no longer eligible for your parents' health insurance or car insurance or uh, life insurance. You know, it's always a good idea to protect yourself, but you need to take some time to do research um, so that you can save yourself, you know, money while being covered, right? You don't need to pay for more coverage than what you need. You know, if things like look at your car, if it's older, maybe you just need liability coverage if that's an option where you live. Um, you know, try to look for ways to get discounts. Um, you know, some insurance companies will offer discounts to students or they'll have, you know, 
discounts if you have multiple policies with them. You know, if you have a vehicle and renter's insurance, um, you know, maybe some life insurance that they may, you know, discount you for that. Um, All kinds of things. So find out what you might be eligible for. And if you're just getting started in your career, um, you know, don't feel obligated to use your job's health insurance if it's not a good plan for you. Mm. Um, if you're young and healthy, you know, your options might be better elsewhere depending on the, the type of plans that your job currently offers. And every job has different health plans. So you really just need to kind of weigh your options there. I don't go without health insurance, don't do that. But just know that if it doesn't feel like a good fit for your needs as as an individual, that's okay to shop around somewhere else. Um, and, and lastly, I would just say to be a smart consumer, you need to pay attention to your bills, right? Don't keep paying for subscriptions or memberships that you're not actively using. Um, you know, really take time to find ways to cut costs on things like your electricity bill by making sure that you're not leaving lights on or your phone bill by making sure you're not, you know, don't have a plan that's more than what you actually need, you know, just little things like that, that can save you money in the long run that, but does take a little bit of time and to look at and understand each, each right. Those things, especially the subscriptions can pile up quick and you might not even be aware that it's going out the door every month. So uh, exactly, exactly. So we're covering some tips financial literacy tips, good money moves, uh, especially important for young people, but a good reminder for all of us. And we'll continue in just a moment here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC 9 FM. And help your community today. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back this morning on Good Money Moves. We're talking about uh, tips and, uh, I guess, strategies for young adults that everyone used to um, make better money decisions. We've covered a lot, Jenna. What else do you have for uh, mm-hmm. younger people who um, may be getting started and not used to making financial decisions on making good money moves? Yeah, we definitely have covered a lot. Um, and there is one more kind of key area that I want to talk about, and that is saving money. Um, so it is such an important thing to do, especially when you're young, because you can kind of use the power of compounding interest um, even more so the more you save as a, as a young adult. Um, but the best way to do that is to really just make saving money easy for yourself. Um, and there's a couple ways that you can do that. So if you have a job, start sending your paycheck directly into your savings account instead of going into your checking account. Um, this is... You, and not all of it. I'm not saying put everything you make into a savings account. You still need money in your checking account, but you can split that a lot of times, right? right? So you can ask your HR department to kind of deposit a percentage of each paycheck into your savings account and a percentage into your checking account. And that way you're never tempted to spend that money that you intended to save, but you just never got around to making that transfer. Um, or, you know, if for some reason your HR department isn't able to help you do that, um, from the get-go, you can always set up automatic transfers from your checking account into your savings every time you get paid, you know, via direct deposit. Um, you know, just finding ways to automate that savings so that you don't have to think so much about it is, is going to be a lifesaver, and you're going to really appreciate um, the amount, how quickly your savings adds up when you do it um, all the time right. instead of just sporadically. I always like it when they uh, um, call it paying yeah. yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Be kind to your future self and save money. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, so, but to do, you know, to really know how much you need to save, well, that brings me to tip number two in when it comes to saving money. And, and that is don't set unrealistic goals for yourself. Um, so setting realistic savings goals is really important. Aiming too high is only going to create frustration when you're just getting started out with this. So in reality, a lot of young people are, may not be able to save or invest 20% of their income from the get-go. Um, just You just have a lot, you know, if you've got student loan debt out there and maybe a, a car payment and you, you're kind of living on a, a smaller income because you haven't quite gotten established in your career yet, you know, there's a lot of things working against you um, when you're a young adult. Um, and since a lot of, you know, you know, it's really just really important to remember that you should save something, even if it's just $20 paycheck um, to get started. But don't stretch yourself too thin by kind of following some of that advice that maybe doesn't apply directly to you and your situation. You know, sure. that 20% is a great goal, but you start smaller if you need to, and that's okay. And you really think about using that SMART goal methodology. Um, that's a really great, great way to help you set up those expectations for yourself so you know how much to save, why you're saving it, and it, that it's realistic for you. And the, the starting point for saving is really starting that small emergency fund. So aim to, to save maybe $500 over the course of a few months to a year. That's a, that's a really attainable goal for anybody. So and you then, just have to be dedicated to it. And don't touch it unless it's a real emergency. Right. Yes. Talking. You know, you blew out a tire and have to replace a tire on your car. You had some unexpected medical costs, or you know, any other unexpected expense that can pop up and would otherwise derail your finances, or that you would have to turn to, um, you know, credit card debt or something like that to f to fund it. You know, you just need to have that emergency bucket set aside just in case. You know, kind of think of it like insurance. You put a little bit of money into it each month, and it's there for you if you ever need it. Yep. And and, Eric, oh, go ahead, know, Jenna. Uh, no, you go ahead. I was going to say that uh, I remember when I first started doing this and the idea of having this, oh, this emergency fund and, uh, oh, I'll, I'll fund this smaller amount. And I thought it was, you know, well, okay, that's not, you know, it's not going to cover a small emergency. But the, the larger goal of having this much larger emergency fund to take care of you in, you know, real crisis seemed impossible to attain but you know what once you got going you got there quicker than you think yeah oh absolutely because once you ha kind of get yourself in motion for savings it just becomes a habit and it's not hard anymore it's not even something you think about and you can't fathom not doing it right so it starts small but you know aim to have a few hundred dollars saved up and then as you get better at saving, move that goalpost for yourself and save more and more. You know, ultimately you want to get to that three to six months of income saved for your emergency fund mark. Should you ever lose your job, then you can have that money to rely on. But you're not going to get there overnight. So start make those savings goals just a little bit smaller and, and more bite-sized. Okay. So as always, we cover a lot on the show, but there's a lot left to be covered, at least more detail and a lot more information available. Where can we find it? Yeah, well, 
As always, I encourage everyone to visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Uh, get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. Um, you can go back and listen to the past episodes that I mentioned um, in the show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on carocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn podcasting services. Um, and if you want a little bit of help and extra direction, kind of setting some goals for yourself or figuring out how to pay off your debt or make a budget, we have all kinds of free financial tools on our website in our online resource center that you can access and download. Um, but of course, I also strongly encourage you to meet with some of our member advisors at First Alliance. We can really help get you pointed in the right financial direction, no matter where you're at in your financial life. All right. Start making good money moves. Thanks a lot, Jenna. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. This has been Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. The Jimbo 